Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we watch an episode of Highlander and talk about it. Except for this week, because we're not watching one, we're discussing the whole series. Bonus episode. ba ba bonus Leviticus. <laughs> season one. Yeah, so we, we've wrapped up season one last week, and so we thought we would kind of take a look at the season as a whole. Just talk about what we thought of it, what we liked, what we didn't like, where we want season two to go, favorite moments, worst moments. We'll see. Yeah, let's rock. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. I'm another one of your rewatchers. I'm Kyle. This is Eamon. Hello. All right. So, uh, why don't we start off with uh, let's let's talk about our favorite episodes. Kyle, do you want to tell us about what your top? We, we figured we'd do top seven episodes. Uh, for number seven, I am giving it to the Lady and the Tiger, which is our introduction to a great addition to the show and a lovely lady, Amanda. We also get Malfoy the, as the villain, Jason Isaacs. Great fight scenes, interesting character development. All in all, just a, a really fun episode, I think. Very good. Hey, man, what's your number seven? My number seven, I'm cheating a little bit here. It's going to be a tie between The Road Not Taken or The Beast Below, specifically for really? <laughs> specifically for that fight scene at the end. I think it's the best one of the series. It's good. On it's- the roof of the opera house. I think that's awesome. I love that fight scene, but that is such a problematic episode. The that song? Yeah, the song is <laughs> I also enjoy watching that song. It brings me great joy just because of how stupid it is. So that that might be a factor. Um but I like that fight and I want to see more things like that. Also I thought the flashbacks were really good. Were they as good as the mushrooms that spring up before our feet? Exactly like that. Yeah. There are 40 hours in a standard working week. <laughs> uh, and my favorite... Uh, seventh my favorite. Se- my seventh favorite episode uh, is... Exactly. Uh, it's probably The Gathering. It's it's a okay pilot, but I, I love it for a lot of sentimental reasons. Christopher Lambert is in it, which is really great. I don't know. I think it works well. It's got a lot of good introductions to characters. Um, so I think it, it, it really... Honestly, it's probably just the Christopher Lambert thing. The fact that he's in that episode probably kicks that episode up like a number of points because if he wasn't in there i'd be like eh. but slaying the cats i guess good question mark yeah i, <laughs> no, I, I like great. him yeah he's a fun first bad guy and he's kind of not replicated a bad guy of that he's the most out there bad guy of the series i don't think there's a question about that so it's yeah. it's kind of inconsistent but i like it some wags call it your seventh favorite episode. Exactly. That's correct. All right, what's number six, Kyle? Number six, I am giving it to The Road Not Taken. This is another one of those, we didn't actually really talk too much about what the hell the title of this episode is about. <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah. How it's connected to Soon Tech O, Kim Sum, and his plan to kind of enslave men with a magical potion. Hmm. Uh, it's one of the more out there episodes, really, in this series. When you think about the kind of mystic element of this thing but it works and it's got a really strong kind of philosophical core i think soon Teko acts the shit out of this episode really compelling good fight scene it really delivers it it checks all the boxes that i want in a highlander episode amen yes my number six is uh lady and the tiger um again a good new characters for us to meet i think amanda's great uh malfoy's great good good sword fighting scenes uh just a fun episode really liked it thought it was a solid one uh my number six is avenging angel um, uh, what i know <laughs> i know it made it in the top seven uh, i know you guys really don't like one. that episode yeah, but yeah. i yeah, you're wrong on this one. Oh, <laughs> well i i really like this episode i i like this religious element that they've they've added to it i think that adds an interesting kind of real world dimension to this thing that a lot of people have beliefs that might not kind of coincide with what this fantasy world is which i think is interesting um i think uh martin kemp the bass player of spandau ballet is it gives a really great on ballet uh he gives a really like unhinged performance which is pretty good um and again i think it's a it's a good mix of a mortal plot line mixing with an immortal plot line tess has got her her prostitute girlfriend and that kind of gets wrapped up in henry cahill's like plot to murder hookers yeah this giant episode about violence against women (laughs) 
But wait, are you doing your hacking again? So, but really though, did someone hack your list to get this on there? Because again, that's a major plot device <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> oh, are you doing your hacking again? <laughs> oh, good. You've you've cracked the case, Mac. I I, I stand by. I think this episode. I, it's not perfect. It's hey, it's number six, man. It's like, wildly imperfect. <laughs> what uh, a religious choice. Well, mm-mm. all right. Well, all right, all right fine. <laughs> Come on, man. Number five. What do you got? All right. Number five. This one, kind of a, a dark horse for me, but the more I think about it, the more I like it. Revenge is Sweet, which is stars Vanity and his immortal rival, Walter Reinhardt. This was, I think, the first character that we paused on and said we wished we saw more of, maybe got a whole season out of. I thought that was pretty interesting. Also, we got to see Vanity wearing a Chuck E. Cheese carpet. <laughs> And we got to see some pretty compelling fight scenes. I think this was, a, all in all, a very strong offering. I think we actually get to see some teamwork between uh, Richie and Mac in this, as Richie does a lot of the research on Walter Reinhardt. It's good. It's strong. Number five. Amen. Good one. My number five is uh, For Tomorrow We Die. Um, I really like Roland Gift as Xavier St. Cloud and... There are some good fights. You're yeah. also a mustard gas enthusiast. So. Love mustard gas. I love yellow gas of any kind. <laughs> I like Dijon yeah. mustard gas. <laughs> mm. Well, that that does combine the creaminess of mayonnaise with the, <laughs> the zestiness of mustard gas. So. <laughs> Grape Poupon, pardon me. Frenches. <laughs> yeah, Frenches. Oh, we're just naming mustard. Honey. <laughs> yeah. Mustard rewatched, starring champagne. I actually hate mustard. Really? Yeah. I uh, like I like the versatility of mustard. This is yeah. as puzzling a choice as having avenging angel on top this list. seven mustards. <laughs> yeah. Number seven. <laughs> Dijon. <laughs> that's only number seven. No, What's number one? Jump no, to number no, one. Number one is in fact Dijon. Okay. It was just the first one that came to mind. Number one is yellow. Yellow. Yellow mustard. That's just cowardly mustard. No. <laughs> <laughs> what about those crazy other mustards like jalapeno mustard? What? Like where they add stuff to oh. it. Raspberry mustard. Raspberry. <laughs> ah, very good. So, that was your number five? Yep. Okay, my, my number, number five, five is The Road Not Taken. Yeah. It's another appearance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, 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 Soon Tech O is amazing in this episode. Uh, the sword fighting is really great. Uh, this feels like the most, like this episode doesn't even, like it feels like it doesn't even belong in season one. It's, I think, so good. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't feel like it's an amazing episode, but... It feels like this is an episode that should be in, like, season two when they've hit their stride and they know what a good Highlander episode's about. And they're like, this is how you make it. It's got, like, this moral question to it, which is Kim Sum's character where he's, like, manipulate, trying to manipulate the game. Uh, again, it has an interesting mortal and immortal plot with Richie trying to deal with his friend whose name is... I don't know, Bike Messenger Bike guy. Messenger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His best friend, Bike Messenger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, that, that plot kind of gets wrapped up in this immortal plot. And, yeah, I think I think it, it does it really well. And the flashback is really great. Uh, the all around, it's a killer. solid episode, and it's shocking that it's the third episode of the season. Like, because there's so much, like, kind of eh stuff going on in the first half of the season that this episode is, like, a weird outlier and I think is really good. Yeah, also, this did provide us some of our favorite moments. It gave us the fat Dave Foley character. Mm-hmm. T, I hate T. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that fight scene between Suntecho and Mac is really good. What does he say when he jumps over so the boxes? So sue me. So <laughs> sue me. <laughs> That's great. That's good. Uh, all right, so number four? Number four. All right, number four. Giving it to For Tomorrow We Die. This is a fantastic episode. Uh, the flashbacks in this are killer. The World War One flashbacks where Roland Gift steals the payroll is great. This is another strong performance for Darius. Uh, I really like the conflict he has about... Whether or not he can reveal the fact that Roland Gift confessed these crimes to him. Also, it has just the right amount of these kind of ridiculous ridiculous Highlander moments. Like uh, his goon who helps him knock off the jewelry store. Oh no, they look dead! <laughs> like that whole thing. We're rich! We're rich! I'll yeah. see you in hell. <laughs> and uh, the fight scene between Mac and Roland Gift is, is great. Yeah. So... I'd say this is a a very strong offering for this episode, and, you know, I look forward to seeing more of Xavier St. Cloud in future seasons. So I think this is going to be a controversial one again for me, but uh, Saving Grace, I really like that one. Um, It just kept me interested, and it's a relationship between immortals that I don't think I saw before, and I liked... uh, 
Duncan's relationship with Grace. I thought that was pretty cool. I, I think this is only controversial insofar as it's as high on your list as it is, because I think this is a perfectly fine episode. Right. I don't know if it's top seven material. It's not shocking, like Avenging Angel being yeah. in the top seven, <laughs> right. but it's... You know, it's like a, a fine episode. I think Grace is a decent character. Uh, my number four, Kyle, is actually the same as yours. It is for Tomorrow We Die. Nice. Uh, it's, a, it's a solid episode. Xavier St. Cloud is a great villain. And yeah, all around, I think it's, uh, for I think pretty much all the reasons you said, it's it's top notch. And we get to like, there's a like a new bit of Highlander mythology, which is what happens when you lose a limb. So th- it kind of adds, like, it's got some universe building stuff going on in it too, which is kind of cool. And lest we forget, we get another good performance from Detective Cubone in this one. That's right. Threatening uh, yeah. to lock Mac up forever. <laughs> yep. Also, this is when we discover that his arm still works. <laughs> We're on to number three, top three of the season. Kyle, what do you got? For my number three, I'm actually going with the last episode of the season. I'm going with The Hunters. So I thought Roger Daltrey is one of the best guest stars they managed to snag on this entire thing. Really kills it. And also is the biggest rock star they managed to snag for this whole thing by a large margin. With due respect to people like Joan Jett and Roland Gift. This is a huge get. He's charming as hell. This is our first introduction to The Watchers, which I think is a great leap forward for this show and it introduces some serious philosophical questions about kind of the morality of the game itself and how mortals should respond to the fact that they could be subject to someone who's going to win an eternal prize of dominance over them really good highly recommended and it's a deserving finale to season one originally i had revenge is sweet as my number three but in retrospect i don't really know what i was thinking i did like vanity on that episode um and i, I thought the the kind of mysterious missing immortal plot was cool but i think i might just take my illegal tie with the road not taken and just throw road not taken as my <laughs> number three because that's a really good episode and listening to you guys talk about it had me remember that a little more we yeah. are very persuasive yes, yeah we are. <laughs> and Vanity, I think, does do a great job in that yeah. episode. No, she's yeah. good. And she's gorgeous. <laughs> hey. Uh, my number three is The Lady and the Tiger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Elizabeth Grayson is fantastic as Amanda. Uh, and she, as we know in the future, is a great addition to the show. The show, This episode does have a lot of like ridiculous stuff, like the circus moments. And like, yep. where Richie's like, I'm going to the circus. Wee! Wee! <laughs> yeah. And uh, Duncan's trial by equestrian <laughs> horse by clowns and contest yeah. yeah guys that's just how the french justice system works <laughs> right it's a series of knife throwing contests from horseback we Duh. Wee. <laughs> but also uh jason isaacs is fantastic and the swordplay is fast and furious and it's pretty great yeah that fight they have in front of the tiger cage which that's an absurd sentence but the fight yep. they have in front of the tiger cage is great it's so fast they look like they're having a lot of fun that might be among the the best sword fights in the Definitely. in the series the first season at least totally all right number two my number two i think is perhaps not the best episode of season one but it might be the most entertaining overall giving it to mountain men ah. i the more i thought about it the more i loved it it kills me every time Caleb <laughs> Cole goes, respect, or just, frankly, opens his mouth and says anything. I was, like, rolling. He commits to it so hard. You get to see a great fight scene. Mac, like, hurtling through the wilderness, shirtless, is hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> just everything about this episode. In terms of a, non, a kind of non-serious episode, this is kind of the gold standard in my book. Like, it, it commits to being as ridiculous as it is, and... <laughs> is entertaining top to bottom if i don't know i'd almost say if you could only watch one episode this season and feel like a laugh it might be this one one. (laughs) yeah just to hear him go we live like kings is (laughs) truly a marvel uh my number two is uh the gathering um i think it's a great start much like you keith seeing um i am a great start to any meal that's right Very good. (laughs) (laughs) I like seeing uh, Christoph Lambert back in the saddle, as it were, um, and Slan's just really enjoyable. It it was a fun way to start out the series, and I think of it fondly, even though we had a lot to say about that episode. Uh, But I liked it a lot. Kiefer Sutherland? 
for number two. Uh, for number two, I think I'm going with the hunters. Um, I think, again, this, this watcher-hunter element is something that is much needed to the series. Even though it's kind of just introduced in this, like, we don't really get to learn too much. Um, I'm certainly captivated, and it, it's it's a whole new element that the show has not seen the likes of before, which is really great. And then, again, Roger Daltrey is, like amazing and like i can't speak highly enough of hugh fitzcairn he's like one of the my favorite characters of the show i also can't speak highly enough of the diversity of weapons featured in this episode <laughs> i mean yeah. if i can have a fight scene that involves a chain a tomfa pepper spray a sword and god knows what else <laughs> and richie that awesome shot of richie taking out those guys legs it's almost worth it for that scene definitely yeah good all right and then this is the moment everyone's been waiting for us all to say the same exact thing i'm sure i think so ready we'll do it all on three one Two, three. Band, Band of, of Brothers. brothers. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Very good. This was easy. Yeah, yeah that was that easy. Was kind of a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. There's no question. This is the best one of this season, bar none. Yeah. Not only does it introduce us to Darius, you've got a killer villain. Who The, the thing that's great about this villain, this villain is pretty subtle. He just has this pre- presence that was so menacing. He's got those, those that jawline and cheekbones, man. Yeah. yeah. Something about... <laughs> Something about him was amazingly sinister without being over the top. And without him even overtly doing that much evil evil things, he was just so plainly threatening. We got to see, the. this is the first time in the series we actually see Duncan afraid that he's going to lose a fight and not so full of confidence and bluster. And of course, we get to meet Darius. And you get a, another glistening Duncan training shot. Yep, where he mumbles about good and evil and muscles and everything. Yeah, and mumbling. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a pretty sweet training montage. It's yes, awesome. very good. good. Yeah, well, I think we're, I'm glad we all decided on the same one. That's yeah. clear that everyone should definitely watch that episode yeah. if you're going to watch one from season one. Well, even though I just said you should probably watch Mountain, Mountain Men. Men? <laughs> yeah, but listen. If you want an episode that's important and matters, watch, <laughs> yeah. watch Band of Brothers. <laughs> yeah. If you're just in it for the lulls then mountain men respect well now the the dark side of the coin to the best seven the worst seven Seven. episodes um amen why don't you start us off this time so number seven for you amen so my number seven best worst episode (laughs) is eyewitness i don't like this one (laughs) (laughs) but you know i guess there were some okay parts um if i'm not mistaken Sorry, I'm actually getting confused at the moment. This is the one where Tessa has the art show, right? And yes, Richie, yes. bacon in flight. Yep. Yeah, Richie parking his car. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Is ridiculous, but I really enjoyed it. But this episode sucks. <laughs> this episode was like they were trying to bait you to fall asleep. Yeah, <laughs> just like, yeah. hey, how long can we watch Richie parallel parking before people change the channel? Right. Let's go up to that second. Yeah. I guess this episode does have a mor- an immortal, at least. And again, you get to see an immortal in law enforcement. Sure. It's I guess, a little <laughs> bit interesting. There's just not much going on here. It yeah. leaves much to be desired. So my number seven is The Beast Below. And so, sorry, yeah. Amen, you're, it no. was in your top seven. It's in my worst seven. It's uh, a bad episode. I just love that fight so much. There's a lot of really good stuff about it. But I think overall, it, it, and that's why it's the seventh on my list. It's, yeah. you know, uh, but it's 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 got a lot of odd like i don't know the 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 opening musical number is really good yes it's really good it makes you cry every time i mean ever since the beginning of time we talk about love (laughs) as if nothing ever changes i wonder i wonder why there's 24 hours in a day (laughs) seven days a week yeah 52 52 weeks weeks a year a a whole year wow and then there's a hundred of those in a century hmm is that true? 1,000 years in a millennium. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this episode is crazy. The costumes in another episode, like, I don't know, th- this, this, this episode is like a hair away from being like, like the way Mountain Men is like so kind of ridiculous, it's awesome. Like the characters are so over the top. This is just like, a, just needs to be adjusted. So like just a little bit because like the costuming belongs in like a crazy Tim Burton movie. Like yeah. the whole thing is nutso. I mean, uh, she's dressed like the shredder. Right. Half of the <laughs> yeah. Or Beetlejuice. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think if it had just gone in a slightly different direction, I would have appreciated how insane this episode was, but it, it kind of plays 
like the opposite of that and it's just like this is all like yeah. but the, the the music in this episode is awesome fight scene on the paris opera roof is kick-ass so god what is your number seven worst episode well like a series of russian dolls this one opens up on a family tree <laughs> <laughs> it's not a diamond unfortunately this is the episode where richie tracks down his fake dad and it is just directionless it just involves mac yelling at people and then kung fu fighting randos you know it's so unmemorable that it's <laughs> almost hard to hate it as much as i did but it was not good it was like richie is a brand new character and we're supposed to be invested in his search to find his dad the only good thing about it is that at one point in the background is a games workshop and that says something <laughs> so that's family tree richie ryan you like licorice right <laughs> oh that is oh no the R- richie ryan is bad day in building a ah, but but he did like licorice but he has mr stubbs Mr. Stubbs right. and the uncle or whatever that sold hot dogs and took mm-hmm. a, like illegal betting. <laughs> yeah. Yep. As you do. Yep. Very good. Number six, Amen. What do you got? I got Nowhere to Run. Oh, snap. Yep. Which we recently talked <laughs> oh, about. Yeah. All, all of us? All of us have Nowhere to Run? <laughs> Number six. Wow. wow. Very good. All right. Let's, yeah. Let's talk about it. Do we get a prize? If- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ding, ding. Yeah. Like the... The rape stuff, while <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a great way to start anything <laughs> you were saying. Well, I think that's like an important thing to discuss, um, and could yield some interesting material. Uh, it was really unsettling, and I don't know if it was in a way that's good or bad. I'm still kind of debating that with myself, whether it was exploitative or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, at least uh, the thing I was just terrified of the entire time that episode was going on was that they were going to do something that was, like, so regressive or, you know, somehow be engaged in some kind of, like, victim-blaming or something. Right. And at least I thought, like, their attitudes were kind of correct. Right. I'm still not sure if, by the 11th flashback, it did feel a little, like, exploitative. And I think one of the problems we've seen in the show before is that kind of sexual violence is being used as a shortcut to make you hate somebody. Right. So I think, especially in the context of this show, it feels a little off mm-hmm. also all the home alone stuff just <laughs> yeah all that too lame i mean we can all agree this was the second best immolation in the show <laughs> yeah any thoughts to send us home on I, I think you guys have covered most all of it i mean like it's yeah it's it's an odd episode there's there's a kernel like the beast below of something that's good in this episode i mean almost all highlander episodes have there's there's an idea that has sprung forth this episode and typically that idea is maybe pretty good uh but in this case it's muddled with this weird home alone thing the rape stuff is off-putting i i I can't and i i i feel like that the the rape stuff is weakened in this episode by the home alone stuff like it we all were very off-put by it which is maybe a good reaction to have like and it's like oh this is like making us confront it like head on but then it like it undercuts all of that by having a bunch of bugs bunny cartoon like gags with bear traps and electrocution and all this goofiness so yeah we've they very goofily murder peeper people peeper beep 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 beep, ruby ruby but the (laughs) does have a nice harp in it yeah nice nice harp harp, nice harp bro uh the one thing i will say is i think that they were very close to greatness on the fight between the colonel and mac just the notion that he might have to kill another immortal because of a legitimate conflict of interest was ground that was kind of new to the series and, you know, I think does get developed a little more in the future, but it, was, it felt like a missed opportunity. Number five. Number five. Amon, what do you got? Number five. For number five, I have Deadly Medicine with Joey Pants. Mm. Uh, this one I did not like. And <laughs> Dr. Duncan gets beat up by a doctor who has no fighting experience, as far as we know. Uh, it's just a weak one. I, I didn't, yeah. It's inconsistent, also, with what we've seen so far in terms of his healing. That's very true. Yeah. Got a I lot don't of know. Electric, electric stuff happening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> For me, number five is Bad Day in Building A. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm actually surprised this is this low on your list. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's, it, it's, it's one of the few episodes that is not does not have an immortal plot line in it but it's it's just die hard with duncan mcleod uh it's it's a poorly filmed episode and as we talked about i think in our previous podcast about it like this was an an episode that was kind of very hastily put together yeah uh so i mean i don't mean to rag on it for that but i mean it shows like the lighting is terrible the script is kind of blech like the the whole thing is pretty just unpolished it's 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 not a good episode although i think maybe if this episode did have a redeeming factor i think it's kyle's 
insane interpretation of the fairy tale Duncan talks about, which is, you could maybe say, could be a, a version of, like, the Highlander 2 mythos that is crept its way into here, which is nuts. Yeah, which is nuts. And I really just hope it isn't true, because I spend a lot of, well, not a lot of time, I have a real <laughs> life, but just trying to pretend that Highlander 2 doesn't exist. Right. You know. I, I dedicate a lot of energy to trying to ignore that, so I'd rather be wrong. Yeah, my number five is Eyewitness. This is, again, the disappointing art show one. I think the funniest thing about this is the way Tessa says the word putrit. Putrit. It's very, a putrit. Very it, enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, this episode just doesn't have legs. And this is another one where the, the kernel isn't even exactly there. Like... This is like one of those ones that doesn't ne- necessarily feel rushed or anything like that. It's just every pretty consistently it just misses its mark. You know, the pro- actually no, I take it back. The best thing about it is Richie's discussion about art with the girl who's way out of his league. Uh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yes, but, but and their uh, date and their date. Yeah, where they tease a homeless man and <laughs> right. steal his hat, and then Richie <laughs> gives himself lice. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, just watch that scene if you're going to watch this episode. Well, actually, first, watch on a loop Richie trying to parallel park. <laughs> just You'll never get sick of that. Just stick with it. And then I'd say watch this little art scene, and then, I don't know, you can skip the rest. Eyewitness. Very good. Thumbs down. All right, Eamon, number four. Number four. So my number four is See No Evil. Hmm. And that's the serial killer one, if I remember correctly, right? You do. Yeah. So this one's weird. It has the weird serial killer vision that makes no sense. Uh, The ending's really bizarre. Um, There are a couple of false promises made that this could be a Tess and uh, Randy episode. The immortal scene is cool. But, Where he fights Marcus? Yeah. That's yeah. great, actually. Yeah. That's a good That's a good part. Duncan throws a knife. Or no, Marcus throws a knife in Duncan's gut. Gets so it right in the gut. That's it's pretty cool. Throw, but just overall, disappointing. But it does have our favorite moment. What you don't do. What you don't do. It has several of our favorite moments. Yeah. It's yeah. got what you don't do. It also has the Indian, you know? Oh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. also right in this episode. Man, oh, man. So, this, actually, this episode has three great moments in it. The three great moments are the, the fight with the immortal. It's got the Indian, you know. And it's also got... Uh, you don't know? What you don't do. I guess Which so. we say constantly. Yeah, we do. Yep. So, like, I'm yeah. grateful for this episode, but I, <laughs> but I never want to see it again. Yeah. Uh, so, I think for me, number four would be Eyewitness. Uh, it's got a bunch of schlocky art, which is garbage. Uh, the woman in it gives this insano speech about how art is life and it's also garbage. Uh, the whole plot is really just like clunky. It could have been a shiny moment for Tess and it wasn't. Instead, Duncan has to come in and save the day. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty crappy all around. So that's my number four. It's not even saved by the geodesic dome they fight in front of. Right. That is pretty good. Yeah. It is good. So my fourth worst is Freefall. Joan Jett, I like in other things like her music career but she is so (laughs) bad in this and this episode is just clunky nothing about it makes any real sense also duncan lets her go even though she's a baby drowner (laughs) there's just a lot wrong with this also just the fact that every character has to announce their intention every two seconds it's my strategy she says after announcing her strategy And not actually enacting it, it was it violated a lot of you know don't show tell kind of concepts, and the fight scenes are a little bit uninspired. Even though there's that weird music video combat on the beach, yeah, yeah. Even Cherry Bomb didn't save this. Cherry Bomb, very good. Amen. Number Trace. So my number three is Freefall. Uh, or no, Innocent Man. Sorry. Well, spoiler for my number two. (laughs) Innocent man, bad, bad guy, sheriff, bad guy, bad guy, bad guy, bad guy. Um, The best thing about this episode was Richie's burger order. (laughs) Best is in air quotes. I didn't really like Vincent Chiavelli in this episode. I know that might not be in agreement with you both, but... Buggy Ding Dong. Yep, Buggy Ding Dong. That's right. I didn't like him in this. I just thought it was a bad episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not great. It didn't make it into my top seven, but it's definitely bad. The fact that it's just a giant combat against a bunch of hicks, that part was actually kind of funny, though. <laughs> yeah. Save a logger. Kill an environmentalist. <laughs> uh, my number three is... Free... Th- 
My number three. If my number three. Your number is, three of free fall. My number three is three fall. Jeez, <laughs> skyfall. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, free, free, free fall. My God, <laughs> I really you're the worst. This. I know. Uh, yeah, that episode is terrible. Joan Jet. I again, like you said, Kyle. She's great. Uh, I thought she was actually great physically in the episode. Uh, like, you know, she's like really built and like kind of buff. And I thought she did a pretty good job with like the sword fighting stuff. But her acting ability leaves something to be desired. And we've talked a little bit. I know, like on Facebook and emails and stuff, people have talked about that this episode was actually the very first episode they filmed, um, which I think checks out with their production codes. Uh, and so, I mean, I guess you know, learning curve. Yeah, I don't know if that excuses it, but it's really not good. Uh, the writing is terrible. It's really bad. The fact that she just gives herself up for no reason, basically. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I made that map that I'm telling you for no reason. Another weird thing I just realized is that Innocent Man is not on my number, like, top seven bad episodes. And I was just like, oh, whoops. Like, I think <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I think Innocent Man had a bunch of laughs, though. Yeah. I was pretty entertained but if by I- that. Having you talk about Innocent Man, Eamon, if I had to redo my episode, I think, or my my list, I might drop a piece below, might get Mm. knocked off, and I think Innocent Man would be number seven. It's bad. Takes the taco. Takes the taco. Lest we forget, Innocent Man also gave us the Duncan song. That's true. That's true. True, 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 true. true. We are indebted to it. (laughs) Yeah, we are. Because the amount of times we go do, 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 do on this show and in our various media offerings. Wait, so dude, that's more often. Yeah, it's staggering. Yeah. Yep, it is good. All right, number three, Kyle. Uh, my number three is Deadly Medicine. We, I mean, we've covered this fairly thoroughly. I think we're all in agreement that it is not good. Yep. Sure. But despite having Cypher as a villain, it just doesn't deliver. It's clunky. It focuses way too much on Rando McFarlane. Yeah. It's another one. This might be the first episode where the absurdity of computers comes in, and to an insane degree. Like, not only is there <laughs> hacking, there's access to information that still would not be available today. <laughs> it is kind of tough to sit through, and it just wasn't entertaining enough to make you forgive its ridiculousness. Yes. All right. Top two. Number Top two, Eamon. two. So I spoiled this for everyone, but it's free fall. I mean... It's bad. Joan Jett. I think it's bad mostly for Joan Jett. Mm. Uh, she really torpedoes this episode with her performance. Um, the other immortal in the episode is pretty bad, too. Dave Grohl? Dave Grohl, yeah. yeah. Yep. He's bad. She does a bad quickening. It's all bad. There we go. Yeah. And I still can't get over Duncan's decision to spare her. It just makes no sense. No, it's, well, it's incon... Uh, yeah. Well, I again, know. I think what I've heard is that they they wanted to kill her. But since this is the first episode, they didn't have, like, the budget or the know-how at the moment to do a quickening. But they do one. In- she gets one with Dave Grohl. Oh, that's right. She wastes him. Hmm, so, I don't know. I've heard some odd things then on the social media. Hmm. Yeah. I don't You're know. right she, now, yeah, because yeah. she does do one. She so. both drowns his baby and then well, decapitates him. He can't so. disappoint Richie, which I could see, because, you know, how he likes Richie. This is true. And, and he likes her for some unknown reason. Yeah. They get hot and heavy. Mm. I suppose so. Ugh. Richie's got time <laughs> on his side. And his libido isn't meltdown. Uh, very good. My number two is See No Evil. I hate this episode so much. It's ridiculous. Uh, the Marcus fight is fantastic. Again, this gem in this absolute piece of shit episode. The plot doesn't make any sense. Uh, and almost none of this episode makes sense, and I think we've covered it. And then it has all that weird racist stuff with the Indian. It's it's no, no bueno. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, See No Evil is also my number two. This this episode is straight up trash tier. It's tough to deal with. The Indian thing is problematic. I do agree that actually, I think the Marcus fight is kind of essential viewing for this season. But that's just a testament to how uninspired the rest of the episode is. Lest we also forget, this has the really problematic discussion of the modern day serial killer's first victim in the episode kind of lamenting that no man will ever love her because she's been attacked by this guy, which is really troubling for a lot of reasons. Just her completely defining herself by, you know, a a man's gaze. Yeah. It's rough. Uh, Well, this is something that's good that what we talked about in our last podcast or two podcasts ago about, you know, the your woman comment showing up in hopefully for the last time, in the Nowhere to Run episode. But actually, it's been kind of good. We actually haven't had too many discussions about the roles of women in Highlander since maybe mid-season. If that was a big, I think, we, we talked about like some sexist stuff going on 
uh, in the first half of the season. Like that seemed to be cropping up a lot, and I think it's I think it's been toned down quite a bit, which has been good. That's probably a fair comment, but it's weird in this. And oh yeah, definitely. And the predator vision is That's a right. weird Makes throwaway in no this. No sense. No <laughs> sense at all. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Very good. So, all right, and then the moment we've all been waiting for, the number one. I was hoping we'd all be on the same page on this one, but I think there might be disagreement here. Yeah, I'm, uh, this list is very different than our last list. So what do you got, Eamon? I have a bad day in Building A as my number one worst episode. I hate this episode. <laughs> it sucks. Uh, the whole diehard borrowing. Uh, the bad guy's weird. There's that whole subplot with the janitor and his daughter that we don't care about. The right. whole subplot with the ex-con who knows Richie that we don't care about. R- Richie Ryan. Richie Ryan. Yeah. Jerry. Jerry. That's the, probably the best part of the episode. <laughs> Do you want to take baby steps up those steps? Yeah. Shirt? Yeah. Not his murder. Just <laughs> those baby steps. It's just a bad episode. It's a bad day in Building A. Yeah. What can I say? Mm. Uh, I'm going to crap out of turn here and say that this was also my... Wow, okay. This is also my least favorite episode of the season. It just does literally nothing to advance the ball. There are no... This doesn't have that kernel of anything meaningful like some of the other episodes do. It's just utterly bereft of any of that stuff. And then it's paired with poor visual quality, too. Like, the episode just looks bad. Mm -hmm. It looks rushed. And we also get the insane stream of consciousness speech from Rando McFarlane in this one. Oh, that's right. So another day, another. What did she talk? Sports at eleven or yeah, yeah. sports at eleven. It's a double homicide. <laughs> like whatever the hell that whole speech is is just dog shit. And then the entire plot is resolved with a duel where a guy with a gun agrees to have like a gun versus golf stick match. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Yeah. Uh, also this. This plot line is problematic from du- for Duncan just because he murders so many people in this episode. It's a little rough. Yeah, it is. Also, he's caught on camera getting executed and that nothing ever comes of that. So, Nope. Yeah, it's weird. It was a fake out. All right, so my number one is Deadly Medicine. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's one that is... Well, you guys have said most of it. Joey Pants can't save it. It's got weird electricity healing, which is garbage. Randy McFarlane is all over this episode. Cookie, they can't, they Cookie can't Town, yeah, stink Cookie Town is nowhere on the map. Him getting hit by the car is amazing. That is, that is amazing. the best part of it. Yeah, yeah. that's it is, it is. good. I could so watch that for hours. Funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's it's really a shit episode, and that's about it. R.I.P. Yep. Deadly Medicine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. The first season of Highlander has a lot of ups and downs, as we've just discussed in our best and worst episodes. If you had to make, like, an essential... I I know some people have said, like, you can skip season one. Some people have suggested, like, don't even bother watching it. I'm not one of those people. That seems like a stretch to me. I I think it's okay to watch some of it. But if you had to create kind of an essential viewing list of episodes what would it be? And so maybe I'll start off and just kind of run down my list of episodes that I think you ha- should watch if, you, if you're into Highlander uh, from the first season. I would watch The Gathering uh, for obvious reasons, because that kind of sets up what's going on. Um, I would do Family Tree, and I know it's been on, like... For what reason? I, I, I really actually love the flashback in that episode, and we get to we find out a little bit of Richie's backstory. Where do I come from? <laughs> oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah, it's that's silly. That's but... really great. I think the music in that scene is fantastic. Where do I come from? <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that's a, a a good episode to watch. Band of Brothers because it introduces Darius. Like most of these are honestly for like more that they they further the plot along a little bit. For tomorrow we die. Uh, because it introduces Xavier St. Cloud, which is, of course, important later, and what happens to him. Uh, Lady and the Tiger, because it introduces Amanda and the Hunters. Uh, so, I mean, I'm kind of going by a very, this is required because of continuity's sake. Uh, but if I throw in other stuff, it's like, well, then you should definitely watch Mountain Men, because it's fun. So, yeah, it's the fucking best. <laughs> what do you got, Kyle? Uh, so, basically, I would include all the ones that were that were on my list of, of top episodes, just for quality right. purposes, really. Uh, someone was treating this as like an honorable mention category, which obviously has to have the gathering on it. I actually really liked For Evil's Sake. I think that's a really fun episode. It didn't make it into my top seven, but I think you'll be thoroughly entertained. Beast Below has to be on there just for the song. And like, <laughs> it's like yeah. so bad that it's like, I, for me, this was a bad episode that had enough good things that I'm so glad I saw it. Like yeah. it delivered in, in some important ways. And then I beholder largely cause it's got one of the best flashbacks in the entire thing in, uh, the kind of battle that they all have with those 
guards outside of the harem, I guess. I don't know. Right. It's actually a fun scene. Yeah, it like is. that poor salesmanship of it. Uh, I would add those to my list of seven. So my episode list, uh, I'd say The Gathering, The Road Not Taken. I threw Mountain Men on there. I say Revenge is sweet, but maybe um, For Tomorrow We Die. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I might throw out Revenge is sweet and say For Tomorrow We Die. Uh, Band of Brothers, Lady and the Tiger, and The Hunters. Those are, those are my picks. Very good. For essential viewing. All right. I guess that is breaks it down to the barest essentials, essentially. Yeah. Like yeah. you could probably get away from with seeing like four episodes, maybe five this this yeah. season. If you, were I don't think to, you'd miss a lot if you're trying to be a minimalist. Yeah, and then of course season two gets much better. So yeah, trimming out all the fat. Hmm. Um, why don't we talk about our favorite villains yeah. this season? I'm excited about this. Kyle, what do you? What are your top three villains? All right. So my third favorite villain is the first villain, Slam the Cat. Nice. Uh, some wags. They call him that. Uh, he really, I think he starts this off with a bang. Uh, the Gathering is not one of my favorite episodes, but he's one of the strongest elements of it. Uh, largely because of his crazy performance in it and the fact that he wears that mankind mask. It's yeah. great. I don't know. He's kind of the, he set a good bar for the villains in this thing and he deserves respect for that. Slam the cat. Uh, my number two villain is, again, another episode that wasn't one of my favorites, but great villain, Alexi Voshin from The Sea Witch. That guy just chews up the scenery the entire time. It seemed like he was just trying to introduce more things for his character to have and right. just was <laughs> yep. rolling with it and was yeah. making it work. Yeah. Uh, also, I think, dice. I think we can all agree that his Stalin has a talent for brutality, and I love that in a man. I think, yeah. I, I think that was one of our favorite lines from everyone. Oh, definitely. Also, the buoy throw was yeah. a gem. Yeah. And he yeah. jumps down like a cat. He's like, rah! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a great... <laughs> that whole exchange is awesome. Uh, Alexi Boshin. Definitely. And why don't you save your number one, because I have a feeling we all might land on the same one. Eamon, what do you got for your top three villains? My next... My two are the same as Kyle's. I agree. <laughs> you agree? <laughs> yeah. All right, moving right along. Yeah. Cutting edge stuff. <laughs> my, my top three are uh, Horton from The Hunters. And again, like, mm. Eamon, you brought up some really good points about quality in that episode. And I think I'm bringing, I might be bringing a lot of, like, baggage from five other seasons to mm. that character. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I do like the elements he brings. And I, I actually, I think he does a pretty good job in this episode. I don't think he's a terrible actor or anything. Slaying the Cat is my numero dos. Um, he, he crushes it. He's in, completely insane. I think he channels a lot of Clancy Brown from the movie, which is what they were, I think, going for. Uh, and then our number one, what do we got? Caleb Cole. Caleb Cole. Oh, Grayson. Oh. Wow. Ah! Didn't even make yeah. my list. I liked him. Wow. But, okay. Yeah. Well, I have in parentheses, Grayson and Xavier, close runner-ups. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, do, I agree with that assessment. But no, Caleb Cole was the most hilarious thing in season one. Yep. It's beautiful. <laughs> also, you get to see him fight with the axe. It's a great fight. They, will, they injure each other. It's very threatening. It's one of the closest we ever see to, to Mac losing a fight. And you get to hear him <laughs> just say the most amazing things from top to bottom. It's so good. I had your woman. The doctor's killed her. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just solid gold. Like, he's just, I've said my piece. You've said your piece. All right. And I, I like Grayson because, yeah, he's, he's got this thing like he's, it's, he's quietly threatening, which is good. Like, he, he does not do much on the camera, and it's like all bubbling beneath the surface, but it's like he's a real creeper. And he also says, Duncan keeps you abreast of many things. <laughs> yeah. And then he looks at Tess's breasts. So, that's good. Blech. All right. But how often does he say, McLeod? This is Duncan true. McLeod! Uh, worst villains. What do we got? Uh, I got, I'll start this off. Number three, Joey Pants is Dr. Wilder. Hmm. Uh, he is completely non-threatening. He's a little wiener, although he does manage to like take Duncan out with a bag of like like salinated water or something. <laughs> yeah, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, to win. Uh, my number two terrible villain is Clinch, played by Peter DeLuise in episode two. Oh, oh wow! Which is he's one of like, your essential viewing episodes. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. But he's terrible. He's like a frat boy that like he's pretty bad. Yeah, he's, he's terrible so with a bunch of karate. Yeah. Uh, and then my number one terrible v- villain is Sheriff Bad Guy. Yes. Sheriff mm. Crowley uh, from Innocent Man. Yeah. He essentially does nothing in the episode. He isn't as over the top as probably he should be. Like, nope. He's, he's, he's an over anything. It's a big yeah. snooze fest with this character. So what do you got? Uh, so I'm giving number three to Richie's fake dad. <laughs> I guess he's a bad guy in the context of that episode. He's just so boring. Found yeah. That's so silly. And his 
diamond speech in the Russian doll situation is comical. Uh, again, going with Joey Pants is my number two. It's just silly. And, like, they, <laughs> they give him so much... It's The problem is it gives him so much screen time in that episode. Like, yeah. Max is unconscious half the time, and then the other thing you're spending times with is, like, Rando McFarlane and Joe Pants. Maybe it's the writing, but it just does not carry it. It's It's rough. And again... Number one is Sheriff Bad Guy because he is the least memorable villain in the entire thing. I can I can almost forgive Joan Jett for like not being an actress. It's yeah. like, I can't just forgive how boring and unmemorable it is. <laughs> it says something that none of us has said this character's name. Yep. Like none of us yeah. even know it. No. Couldn't, yeah. even, couldn't even begin to tell you. Uh, Fuck yeah. Sheriff Bad Guy. <laughs> My top three worst villains, uh Felicia, Joan Jett. Felice Martin. Yep. She sucked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cherry bomb. My number two is Carolyn, played by DG Bridgewater in yeah. The Beast Below. She sucked. She wasn't like I don't know, not threatening. Bad costumes. I was in it for the costumes. I was I, in it for the costumes. No, I was like, entertained, and I guess I was like on board enough with her performance. I didn't think she did a bad job acting, really. No, I didn't like her as the bad guy. I guess. Mm. And my number one bad guy, worst bad guy, is uh, Sheriff Bad Guy. Wow, we yeah. we all agreed on this yeah. one. Just unremarkable. He's just a turd. Just yeah. Nothing. Just bad. Nothing there. Yeah. yeah. No good. In the future, I will remember to leave your friends in peace. That's yeah, and also said. he's like a weird, like, he was weird into Confederate stuff and, like, slavery. And, like, he's like, ah, my bit is his people owned your people. Like, his family owned your family. It's like, oh, boy. Like, what uh, you're a piece of shit, this? man. Yeah. And also, it's just like, create. this is the what created the where the fuck is Seacouver discussion. Because, right. like, it seems like they're in Georgia, right, <laughs> in this episode. But, obviously, they're not. It's very odd. Mm, yep. So. All right. Those are our worst villains. Uh, should we talk about some guest stars? This, yeah. this season had some, like, again, for a first season, I think there were some good good guest stars in the episode. Uh, God, do you want to knock out three? Yeah. Uh, I would say that my third favorite guest star was Soon Teko in The Road Not Taken. That is mine as well. He's so theatrical. The way he... He know the thing that drove it home for me was when they're in the apartment looking for his former apprentice, and he's wearing like a blue suit, and he blue on blue on blue, he's blue wearing. on blue, and he just twirls around. Yeah. Yeah. He delivers the line and spins while he says it, and somehow it doesn't look that ridiculous. Nope. It's like I bought it. It's like that was such a weird choice, but you owned it, and that's like a testament to how good his performance. He is owned everything episode. about. Yeah. His performance. So, sue me! Yeah, he <laughs> leaps over, like, tires and goes, sue me! <laughs> yeah, very funny. And, again, we've talked a lot about what a good episode that is. He kills it. Number two, this might be more of a prospective pick, but I'm going for Roland Giff gift in tomorrow we die mm. uh he delivers like a really solid performance with like a really strong promise of things to come and i think that promise might be why he's so high on my list but that being said i think he really crushes it continues the rock star thing and you know we've talked about what a fans of gassing we are so <laughs> and then my number one roger daltrey if for no other reason than because he's mega famous and is a surprisingly killer actor he really delivers in this episode. I was afraid for him when uh, Horton was about to waste him. And he just oozes charm. Even when he's ogling Tess, he manages to make it not seem that creepy. Eamon, yeah. what are your top three? Uh, my top three guest stars. Uh, <clears throat> number three is Christopher Lambert as mm. Connor McLeod. I was really happy to see him back. I wish they could have gotten him back for more, but I guess TV's not his thing, so... You know, but he's, he was good. He's a different vintage. Yeah, different <laughs> vintage. Uh, my number two is Soon Teko. I thought he was great. Uh, very flamboyant. You know, he was into it. My number one is uh, Amanda Elizabeth Grayson. I thought she was really good. Um, I'm glad they bring her back. And, yeah, just enjoyed her performance a lot and her right. character. My top three. Um, Soon Teko, of course, as you've said, Kyle. Uh, my number two is Roger Daltrey because he crushes it. And my number one, which I'm surprised you didn't mention, Kyle, is Bark Singer as Caleb Cole. Oh my God, that was a missed opportunity. Sorry, Roland yeah. Gift, you're off the list. <laughs> no, it's Caleb Cole Master. is amazing. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, yeah, he didn't make my list of other cuts, but other things. But he, I, don't, I don't know how I missed. He that. crushes it. on my list like three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so we did this somewhere around mid-season of this show, but we're going to do a roundup of Duncan's quickenings. It's like a quick pulse check on his power level. It is not yet over 9,000. But just to round them up really quickly, 
his first quickening that we saw was in the very first episode of The Gathering with Slan the Cat. Uh, gets him there. Uh, then no more quickenings until episode four where the he kills the completely forgettable Sheriff Bad Guy. But lest we forget, Sheriff Bad Guy also had killed Lucas Desiree. So he actually picked up two from that. Two for. It's a, yeah, it's a two for one combo. Uh, then in episode seven, our favorite mountain men, uh, he gets Caleb Cole, and there's a really strong implication that Caleb Cole kills the wild mountain man, Carl? Carl. <laughs> Carl. Which is another two in that episode. Then in the Sea Witch, he gets uh, a man with a talent for brutality, Alexi Voshin. Then in the next episode, Revenge of Sweet, he gets, uh, Wall Street Walter Reinhardt. <laughs> he gets Mad Marcus in the worst episode, probably maybe of the season, See No Evil. Then Andrew Ballin in Eyewitness, the other forgettable police officer. He gets Grayson in Band of Brothers and in Evil's Sake, the first episode where they're, they spend the whole time in Paris, he gets Kyler the Mime. The Mime. The Mad Mime. Mr. Mime. Mime time. Uh, then in Saving Grace... <laughs> He gets uh, her clingy ex-boyfriend, Sandaro, the slaver. Then Gabriel Piton in Eye of the Beholder. He, he roofies the human roofie. And then actually the, the last quickening he gets in the series is in episode 20, Avenging Angel, when he kills Cahill, God's chosen nutcase. So that brings the grand total for this season up to 14. I was actually expecting it to be higher before mapping these out. but Yeah. But 14 is his current power level. Yeah, it's 12 kills that he makes, plus two, like, indirect quickenings that we know of. And, and, of, and of all these people, there are two that are his friends. Yeah, he wastes two of his buddies. He gets <laughs> Pitone, and he gets uh, Med Marcus. Yep. Which I guess they're supposed to be friends. They don't really clearly Oh, I, I think it. I think they were, they had some past. They, they seemed like they were buds. Yeah, which is, I mean, th- those are good emotional moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he's upset after killing Paton, that's a nice... Yeah, it's good. That's a nice moment for the show, that he immediately forgets for a, a happy reunion with Richie afterwards. Oh, don't worry, I killed that guy you lit, lit on fire. I thought we could talk about some of our favorite moments from the season, just kind of freeform, uh, things you guys really liked. Uh, for me, I think anytime Sunteko was on screen, we've talked about him a little bit, like him spinning around, diving, like he's just chewing it up and he's loving it, and I'm loving it too. I'm loving it. I don't get it. Explain this reference to me. Don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in a similar time... Uh, moment. Anytime Caleb Cole says literally anything, yep, yep. it's just he could read the, the the phone book. Phone book. It'd yeah. be great. Yeah. Keith, Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. But yeah, everything he says is gold. We live like kings. Yeah, the, some of the best moments of the series. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I like Matt getting hit by that car. Uh, oh, that's good. It's one <laughs> that's... of my favorite little clips. I watched that video you made, Keith, all the time. So oh, good. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's one of the only good parts of Deadly Medicine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's very entertaining. The two Macs working together. Um, Mac attack. Yeah, the Mac attack. Yeah, uh, I like that. Do you think people would call Connor Mac too? Does he have friends that call him Is Mac? Just Connie Mac. Connie Mac. <laughs> Connie Mac. Does he have a nickname? Or I guess people call him Nash. C-Mac. Yeah, Nash. Yeah. What you don't do, that's one of my favorites. That's a good one. That's and, very good. And similarly, the, the Indian, you know? Yeah. All right, yeah. so, yeah, we're definitely transitioning to, like, ridiculous moments. So. Oh, I thought that was what we were doing. Oh, no, this is... <laughs> <laughs> I guess they, they do converge, and the ridiculous moments are often our favorites. So, yeah, let's talk more about the absolute ridiculousness of season one, because there's a lot of it. Holy shit, there's a lot uh, of it. So you brought up... Uh, the Indian, don't you know? That's nuts on so many levels. Uh, yep. Like, that no one on the set told him that the Indian motorcycle has nothing to do with, like, that in Asia, yeah. there's a country, India, where people speak in that accent. Kind of, not really. Yeah, kind of, not really. <laughs> uh, but it's, a, it's like, different different uh, racist stereotype, Duncan. And, yep. yeah, it's, it's, it's baffling. Uh, mm-hmm. And they just left it in, and it's really strange. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ridiculous moments. That's the thinking man's ridiculous moment. <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah, you're right. That's the long burn. Like that's the one. The more you think about it, the more kind of unforgivable <laughs> it is that it exists. But that one also gives us the what you don't do. Oh, it's so, so good. Yep. don't do. 
Don't do. I'm also a big fan of patron saint of tough guys that Richie. Oh, yeah, I, I will really celebrate good. that now till the yeah. day I die, October seventeenth. I think I, I I remember that. I'm remembering that date more than people in my family's birthday. I now have. <laughs> oh my God, so I, I now have that date burned into my head. Well, I don't know if we actually talked about this at the time, but there is actually a Saint Arnold. That's who's right, like the patron saint of like brewers and hop gatherers, which honestly does sound like a great thing to have a party around. Oh yeah. yeah. But yeah. so when do we actually want to celebrate St. Arnold's Day? The the day of the airing of that show or on actual St. Arnold's Day? I think the airing of that show. That's what we did this year. We all had a big hoot and holler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Lest we forget Duncan's song in Innocent Man. Yep. <laughs> yep. We should do this more often. That was another good. moment that is directionless and <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yep. Other highlights in that episode are definitely his fight with the hillbillies is yeah is a treasure. <laughs> when the guy tries to punch him in the diner, he's like, I'm sorry, the mill closed, or whatever and whatnot, you hit. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan. I'm actually, I'm struggling to remember what episode this is. It's the, 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 the little comedic cap of an episode. But Duncan comes back home and he's like, Oh, like, let's make coffee. And Tess is like, oh, uh, I thought yeah. you would make the coffee. Yeah. Oh, I love coffee. And they're just, like, necking and talking about coffee yep. as a, a euphemism that no one is aware <laughs> of. Like, yep. uh, and, and it's really strange. You, just, you didn't get that speech from the parents, you know, when a man loves a woman, they make coffee, <laughs> coffee together? <laughs> no, coffee's an adult beverage. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Uh, the musical number from Beast Below. That's oh. uh, pretty darn ridiculous. I mean, we can it's seizure-inducing. That's yeah. what that is. We can all agree our performance of it is gold. But, yes. you know, they yes. do a pretty good job, too. Yeah. Richie parking his car, which I mentioned before. That's a great moment. That's just an endurance test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how long can we make the audience And the watch dumb this? music. It's like, it's like clown. It's like, that's circus music. Oh, man. So bad. Oh, I actually have on my list uh, ridiculous moments. My last three are Richie parking that car, Richie getting dates. And, <laughs> Anytime it happens. Yep. And Richie. <laughs> and Richie. <Yeah. laughs> uh, maybe another thinking man's burn is the viscousitudes of the antique. Yeah. Yes. That yes. is. What the hell is that? <laughs> okay, so let, let's talk about this right now, because you bring up the... Yeah, which is... It's almost inaudible in the episode. I had to look the word up because I'm an idiot. We can agree on this. Thank you. Let's talk about the cops for a minute. Oh, yeah. How would we... Like, let's rank the cops real quick. Like, let's start at the bottom. I don't know. Bennett is pretty shitty. Bennett sucks. Bennett sucks. What's the other guy's name? Who's the first one? Fellini? The first one's Pal. Pal, Pal? forget yeah. your first. He's the best cop in the show. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. He Who's is your number one detective. Cubone. It's LeBron. definitely it's definitely yeah. LeBron. And I I I would actually even put uh, Stosh. Stosh. Oh, Stosh. I forgot about him. Stosh. Yeah. I, I would actually yeah. put him above. I think Powell. As much as I liked Powell, like I like Stosh Kaminsky seemed a man at the end of his rope. Like, yeah. Like he, like he, he, he was at any moment he might kill himself. Exactly. Like, he, <laughs> what is this, Beirut? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, he, he was out of control. Like, he... He had been working that job way too long. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the one who draws Comple- out the line. <laughs> yeah. Completely yep. flustered constantly. Uh, I thought he was pretty fantastic. But yeah, he also gets ball. demoted in the, in the course <laughs> of the series. <laughs> he goes from chief to lieutenant. <laughs> what is that about? And that's not even a... Sh- I, I, I don't know what the C. Cooper police ranking is, but I imagine there are multiple tiers between, like, lieutenant and chief of police. So, like, he gets, like... Like broken. Yeah, like, I believe like, he was a commissioner. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can see him like in in, in deleted scenes from the uh, <laughs> like building what bad day in building hey I can see him wandering, pacing back and forth outside, yeah. picking up used cigarette butts and smoking them. Like he's, <laughs> I feel like he's off completely off the wagon. Uh, but cue ball, cue ball. I think is I for me the best. Like he is a man that is. <laughs> Tough? Like, question mark? He, we don't see him do anything all that tough. No. Nope. He gets shot that one time. Yeah. That's tough. I what is like that he's constantly threatening McLeod with imprisonment? Like, yeah. in every episode <laughs> he's on. And it's like. You're not doing a very good job of throwing him in prison, as Kyle, you've uh, laid out in, in, in 
detail yeah, in other episodes. This, but, but he might also be the least competent police yeah. officer. Oh, he definitely. might be the worst at being a police officer <laughs> of any of these guys. But he takes the most initiative, I'll say that. He, like, handcuffs himself to Grace. He, like, actively tries to fight off, uh, what was his name? Zandaro. He yeah, shoots him Zandaro. in the chest a couple times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he does and have a can-do attitude. Yeah. Like, I imagine him being like, listen, you son of a bitch. Like, yeah. the things I've seen like, yeah. in the streets of Paris. Like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like he's, he's another one that's off the deep end, really. <laughs> off the chain. Yeah. We haven't even mentioned the multiple immolations in this show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Piton getting set on fire by Richie. That's pretty ridiculous. That is that amazing. so yeah. shocking because yep. it comes out of nowhere. Like yeah. there's at least the, the other one comes up in the context of nowhere to runs like home alone shtick that you're like, okay, this guy gets lit on fire, whatever. But <laughs> Richie just based on nothing, just on his own initiative, just lights this man on fire. It's like, what the fuck, Richie? You just going to commit some light arson? (laughs) I also love the moment where Tess decides to do a vanity impression and is possessed by a demon, and she's like, "Ah, don't don't forget the sword! The sword! sword. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that is good. Yeah, she has like a lot of hair in her throat or something. Yeah, she's Mm -hmm. about to shoot up a hairball. (laughs) Uh, this is a, a, a short one, but when Duncan in Mountain Men leaps out of the brush and you hmm. think he kills Caleb Cole's son and he's completely horizontal to the ground, that's awesome. It, it, yeah. Duncan, went, <laughs> Duncan being feral in that episode is amazing because he makes, like, he tears his shirt off, he runs through a stream forever in slow motion, like he's on the cover of a rom- romance novel. It's pretty Keith, good. put your dick away. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I like when Richie gets his card into the hat. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, which episode That's is that? They're just there's just this interstitial. I think scene it's, of him I think it's saving, saving grace. grace. Yeah. yeah, saving grace. And he's tossing like cards, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah got it." Like yeah. I like to think that Stankhurst just actually that was a genuine response. Yeah. like he didn't know he was being filmed and was yeah. just doing it. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> someone see that? Just someone see that." <laughs> Darius. Darius. That's a good one. We had to watch the priest. Darius. They got out of the car to have that conversation. Yeah, Saving Grace has some clunky moments. Yeah. It was really weird. And that was in your top seven. It was. I'm going to stand by it, but oh boy. Are you sure? These software upgrades are good. Oh. Yeah. Anytime yeah. a computer is involved, hacking on the computer, hacking everything like they 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 zoom into this picture and it like it's like they try to explain it. They're like it's guessing what the picture probably is. Yeah, it's like what? It's like, doing what? Now? Nope, that's not how it works ever. Yeah. Also, we didn't even talk about Randy McFarlane pulling the medical records. <laughs> We haven't talked about her at all, really. Yeah, Randy McFarlane. Ugh. (laughs) R.I.P. It's interesting that none of us mentioned her on our most hated guests because we all hated her. I I kind of, at one point she wound up in the credits, so I kind of viewed her as a main character. Yeah. Yeah. The worst main character. Oh, by far. She's the worst thing about season one. Yeah, I guess. uh, Well, what what, what is the worst thing about season one? Well, Bed Day and Building A. I guess she's. No, not episode, like element. The cops? The cops are the worst Randy? element. I think it's the cops. The cops introduce so many problems into every episode where they leave their footprint. Like, every time a cop is involved, all of a sudden you just have to question everything that's going on and why they're so bad at this. <laughs> and how Duncan just, like, keeps getting away with literally killing people. <laughs> yeah, it's a problem. Nah. Yeah, yep. a big one. Any other ridiculous moments that we've left out? I think that there's, there's, there's so many. There's, a there's lot. so many, like, yeah. little ones. Like, yeah. Are there are there episodes that disappointed you in this this season? I thought this might be an interesting discussion because I, I realized this as I was making my list of like top and worst episodes that there's there's a couple episodes that I, I didn't know where to put them and I didn't know if they should be in best worst or neither and most of them ended up kind of in that se- seven episode nowheresville land and it's because they have like I think staggering problems to them but are like there there's there's a core that's really good. Um, so, I mean, for me, actually, Saving Grace made that list of, like, disappointing mm. episodes. Like, it's got a lot of really good stuff. I think the villain is great. Uh, it's It's got a decent plot, but, like, the mechanics of the episode are awful. And then I think I really come down on the fact that, like, the, the female in the, the, the episode has, like, not a lot of agency, and Duncan has to save her, you know, that that she breaks, breaks it off with this, like, immortal lover, but... 
at the end of the day, she's not the one to, like, end it. Like, I, I wanted her to be the one to be like, no, like, I'm standing up for myself. This is over. And that's that's how the episode is supposed to go. But instead, mm. Duncan's like, I gotta fix this for you. And she's like, man, I can't do it. I'm a lady. Instead, the B-train fixes the problem. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, I have a lot of problems, I think, with, like, that episode, I think, is really close to being really great. But I think it's, honestly, Grace's characterization that, like, really clunks it up for me but that's just me i mean i think the hunters for me is a disappointing one personally listen to last week's episode for my thoughts on that absolutely i mean for me the most disappointing one my number one of this season is innocent man disappointing episodes like i think we talked about this on the podcast that like you know it's got these like it seems like it was two different scripts like chucked together right there's like it's got this like odd rambo pdsd thing going on but then it has the civil war element and I'm never sure where the like what the message of the show is. Um, is it about trying to kind of forget your past, move on? Is it about loyalty and war? Like there's there's a lot of themes and none of them really get hit home. And it's just like it's just a sh- like shitty episode, I think. So hmm. yeah, that one's more shitty than disappointing to me. Okay, just because like so many things are so underdeveloped. Like we still have yet to figure out the name of the bad guy. So <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, they should probably mention it more than once in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I remember the Hicks in that episode more than the villain. Yeah, and that's like, true. Lucas Desiree, they say his name like 12 times. It's like his victim. But yeah. So any other top ridiculous moments of this season? I actually really love when Amanda takes Zachary Blaine's head, surprisingly, from like off camera. It's just like, whoosh. And there he, down goes Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> I like the big star jacket. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a... A host unto itself. The big star thing. I also love the, uh, that sounds a lot like my childhood, except without the horses, parties, and magic, or whatever the, the line yeah. is that Richie says in uh, Nowhere to Run. It's a kind of horses. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no? All right. I thought that was fun. <laughs> Fuck you both. <laughs> uh, so, are you guys excited for season two? Yeah. Yeah? What, what do you guys want to see in season two? Less bottle episodes. Mmm. Mm-hmm. What's a bottle episode, Eamon? Do you want to explain so what that is? So that's like Bad Day in Building A, where it's all in, in one location um, just to kind of get one out there. It doesn't really have anything to do with the rest of the series. Less of those. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. My main thing is I want to see more recurring characters. I want to see people come back, start to have more of a mythology to the show. I know that is going to be happening with people like Roland Gift coming back. There's going to be additional main characters coming up with the introduction of the Watchers and things like that. These are all really important additions to the show. I hope it keeps it moving. Um, I'm hoping to see, I guess, yeah, like the the expanded mythology of the the show with new char- or with the same characters kind of coming back, getting to learn more about them. Um, I'm really interested in them tackling kind of more moral issues. Uh, I know, like, forgiveness is a big big thing that's dealt with. Uh, they, they 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 don't really deal, deal with it much in season one, but I think the idea of like when you live this long and kind of live different lives, you know. You may have done bad things in the past, but, you know, at what point does kind of the, the, the clock run out on your punishment for, you know, like, when do you have to pay for your past deeds? I think that's an interesting thing. I, I think a lot of the moral questions are something I'm, I, I'm looking forward to seeing kind of incorporated more into the, the storylines. Yeah. I think that's where the show really, really shines. And also in season two, I cannot wait for Joe, who's oh, going to yeah. be our first, I guess, new regular character. He's a, a favorite <laughs> So that about wraps it up for this uh, episode and this season of Highlander Rewatched. Uh, thanks, yeah. everybody, for listening and for watching. Uh, so make sure to join us next week. We actually have a very special guest that we've uh, we've really worked hard on that episode. We're excited about it. And then after that, we're going to be tackling the movie. So make sure you tell all your friends uh, to listen up and join us for our exploration of Highlander the Motion Picture. We're going to do a couple episodes on that, which will be really cool. Uh, make sure to write us at HighlanderRewatch at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. You all know where that is. And uh, we're on Twitter at The Rewatchers and on Instagram at Highlander Rewatched. Uh, so yeah, uh, thanks again for listening. Oh, and make sure to rate it, rate us on iTunes. Uh, rate give us. us, yep, give us a Do big, it. a big old juicy five star review. Mm-hmm. All righty, uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, I've been one of your rewatchers, Keith. I'm Kyle. Amen. Thanks for listening. Bye. See Bye. you. All right, so we've done the yeah. shirts portion of the podcast. Uh, skins, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. We'd lose all our followers.